In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Welcome to Celebration of Mass this morning. Especially ask you to remember in your prayers today, Amelia Quinn, who would have been three uh, today, and we especially remember her, and we also remember her uh, parents uh, at this time and family as well. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we may always revere and love your holy name, for you never deprive of your guidance those you set firm on the foundation of your love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. A reading from the second book of the Kings. Joachim was 18 years old when he came to the throne and he reigned for three months in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Nushta, daughter of Elnathan from Jerusalem. He did what was displeasing to the Lord, just as his father had done. At that time, the troops of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, marched in Jerusalem and the city was besieged. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, himself came to attack the city while his troops were besieging it. Then Jeconah, king of Judah, surrendered to the king of Babylon, he and his mother, his officers, his nobles and his eunuchs, and the king of, ba and the, and the king of Babylon then took them prisoner. This was in the eighth year of the king of King Nebuchadnezzar. The latter carried off all the treasure of the temple to the, of the Lord and the treasures of the royal palace and broke up all the golden furnishings that Solomon, king of Israel, had made from, for the sanctuary of the Lord, as the Lord had foretold. He carried off all Jerusalem into exile, all the nobles and all the notables. Ten thousand of these were exiled with all the blacksmiths and metal workers. Only the poorest people in the country were left behind. He deported Jeconah to Babylon, as also the king's mother, his eunuchs and the nobility of the country. And he made them all leave Jerusalem for exile in Babylon. All the men of distinction, 7,000 of them, the blacksmiths and the metal workers, 1,000 of them, all the men capable of bearing arms, were led into exile in Babylon by the king of Babylon. The king of Babylon made Mataniah, 
Jeconah, uncle, king in succession to him, and changed his name to Zedekiah. The Word of the Lord Rescue us, O Lord, for the glory of your name. O God, the nations have invaded your land. They have profaned your holy people. They have made Jerusalem a heap of ruins. They have handed over the bodies of your servants as food to feed the birds of heaven and the flesh of your faithful to the beasts of the earth. And they poured out blood like water in Jerusalem, leaving no one to bury the dead. We become the taunt of our neighbours, the mockery and scorn of those who surround us. How long, O Lord, will you be angry? How long will your anger burn like fire? Do not hold the guilt of our fathers against us. Let your compassion hasten to meet us, for we are in the depth of distress. O God our Saviour, come to our help. Come for the sake of the glory of your name. O Lord our God, forgive us our sins. Rescue us for the sake of your name. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. And Jesus said to his disciples, It's not those who say to me, Lord, Lord, who will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the person who does the will of my Father in heaven. And when that day comes, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? and cast out demons in your name, and work many miracles in your name. Then I shall tell them to their faces, I have never known you. Away from me, you evil men and women. Therefore, everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts in them will be like a sensible man or woman who built their house in rock. Rain came down, floods rose, gales blew, and hurled themselves against the house, and it did not fall. It was founded on rock. But everyone who listens to these words of mine, and does not act in them, will be like a stupid man or woman, who built their house in sand. Rain came down, floods rose, gales blew, and struck that house, and it fell, and what a fall it had. Jesus had now had finished what he wanted to say and his teachings made a deep impression on the people because he taught them with authority and not like their scribes. The Gospel of the Lord I suppose in years to come We'll always measure things by the time that we find ourselves in at the present time. We'll think of the time before the pandemic and the time after the pandemic. Everything will be kind of measured uh, by what has happened in these months. And I suppose that's what very often happens uh, when huge cataclysmic events happen in human history. We measure... Uh, the events uh, in relation to what has actually happened. You can see that in time of war, uh, 
before the war we came to think of, of certain things and after the war we, 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 we think it in different terms. And it's rather like that in the first reading of today's Mass because there is a cataclysmic event that happens in the Bible uh, that's narrated in that particular passage. And if you could kind of think of it in terms of like a, a big hole that's burnt in the Bible, uh, that's exactly what it's like. Because what has happened in this event, which is a historical event, is that uh, Israel and, uh, has been invaded, Jerusalem has been attacked, uh, and uh, most of the people have been taken away into captivity. Uh, the temple has been destroyed, and all the gold and artefacts of the, the temple have been carried away uh, by those people that have attacked it. Uh, and this is one of the huge events of the Old Testament, uh, as big as the, the slavery in Egypt. Uh, they're carried away into captivity, and uh, what we hear is that there's a long period in which Israel is away from, from its homeland, and only after a certain period uh, is it able to return. But even that, it's not able to return in great numbers. Uh, and if you like, there's a kind of spread then of, of, of the, the groups of the Israelites uh, all over that kind of uh, area, if you like. Uh, uh, it's this event uh, which is, is so important. And of course, uh, in the midst of it, they wonder what they've done uh, to deserve it. Uh, uh, think what God's plan is in all of this and of course it's it's a terrible darkness um, they have that kind of longing uh, to return that exiles have and they're able, unable to do that because they're slaves uh, in this new land what we find in uh, in the kind of what's called the post uh, the exilic, exilic literature uh, is that there then comes a kind of new hope uh, that God's going to do something special, that God's going to do a new de deed for this people. And in the midst of this literature itself, uh, it speaks of a Messiah uh, that is to come, someone who's to save uh, God's people. Uh, and it's not clear just exactly who this person is, whether it's a, a prophet, whether it's Israel itself, or, or whether it's some uh, figure beyond that. And of course, uh, what the uh, Christians realise is that the person uh, that is to come is Jesus himself. Um, he's the one that's uh, to, uh, to save his people. Uh, he's the one uh, that is their hope. Today we hear that kind of image itself of, uh, of building your house in rock um, and uh, it's preceded by those words of people who, who say Lord, Lord uh, and appear to do the right thing but it's almost as if Jesus himself sees through uh, their actions and deeds uh, and very often we know that's the case isn't it? You, it's possible to to say the right things but not actually to do the right things. Um, in life it's, you know, 
you can profess your faith or you can go to something with good intentions but in the end your actions don't reflect uh, your words and of course that's a kind of uh, difficult thing for all of us uh, all of us would like our words uh, our deeds to match our words uh, but very often there's a, a kind of gap between the two isn't there but Lord himself uh, uh, gives that the image of, of, of building and rock and I'm never really too sure about, about that image itself because it always seems to me that you know, uh, any knowledge that I've ever had that, that, that builders are always trying to remove the rock uh, uh, before they actually build because they can't get a, a proper kind of anchor on it. Uh, but I suppose the image itself is, is kind of queer to us, isn't it? You know, that, that somehow if you, if, if you build your, your house in secure foundations, then it's less likely to blow down when the, the elements and the, uh, all the kind of the things that, that might affect it uh, uh, would somehow kind of prevail against it. And of course, it's a kind of image, isn't it? It's, it's an image uh, that's given to us uh, that if you don't anchor yourself in, on real things, important things, things that are really essential or things that are secure, uh, then very often what you find is that when trials or difficulties come, uh, then everything collapses. I suppose uh, in these days in which we, we live, there's all sorts of kind of uncertainties, isn't there, uh, that lie ahead for us in the future. But we have that kind of feeling that if, if, if we're secure, if, if we if we build on on kind of firm foundations, if we if our life is anchored in important things, uh, then no matter what comes, uh, then then uh, it won't prevail against us. It won't uh, destroy us. Uh, so we we sense that in our own life of faith too. If we if we build our life on on strong foundations of faith, uh, then. And nothing can can come against it. Nothing, nothing can prevail against it. Nothing can uh, weaken that. So we hope in these days in which we've lived through that that faith itself has has grown strong and will, will be the the strong foundation in which we continue to build our, our future lives ahead of us. I suppose the the people in the in the Old Testament, thought that, that they were they were secure and that they that they built their houses on, on firm foundations as well. But uh, there is that sense in which uh, hope itself, uh, uh, in different difficult circumstances, you find that that somehow you know all your hopes are, uh, don't seem to come to anything. But there's the there's the long game, isn't there? There's always that sense in which. Uh, God himself uh, is in the long game, uh, not just that short term uh, thing that is in our life, but that he's, he sees things much broader than we do. He sees far into the future that we don't uh, see. So we place our, our hope and our trust uh, and we build our lives and the lives of our families on that firm foundation of faith. That he knows everything, that he sees everything, that he secures everything, that he will keep us uh, safe and protect us.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. And pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Receive, O Lord, this sacrifice of reconciliation and praise, and grant that cleansed by its action, we may make an offering of a heart pleasing to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. His death we celebrate in love. His resurrection we confess with living faith and his coming glory we await with unwavering hope. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, O Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God Almighty Father, 
in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. But only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. Renewed and nourished by the sacred body and precious blood of your Son, we ask of your mercy, O Lord, that what we celebrate with constant devotion may be our sure pledge of redemption. We ask this through Christ our Lord. And we ask Mary's continual help. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us in this now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth. The Mass is ended. <laughs>